Hallelujah. You know, there's been times in my life where I've asked God, why do you love me? You ever asked him that? <laughs> Lord, why do you love me? But you continue to love me. I'm so thankful for that. Aren't you? Amen. Three of you. Amen. I like participation. Uh, Pastor Justin's not here today. Him and Pastor Ned are on the beach somewhere. So they're relaxing and enjoying each other. And so uh, I'm me. I like participation. If you want to go back to being silent when he gets back in the pulpit, you're welcome to do that. But I need a little encouragement up in here. Matthew chapter 16. Thank you. You know, I say, at least act like you're saved, even if you're not. Fake it till you make it. Matthew chapter 16. Jesus is saying, who do men say that I am? Verse 13. They said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And that's the question that he's asking each one of us today. Who do you say that he is? Who is Jesus to you? Not what other people say, but have you had a personal experience with him where you know who he is to you? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So this is a revelation that Peter got of who Jesus was, revealed to him by the Father in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. See, when we get a revelation of who Jesus is to us, there are things that open up to us by faith where we start to understand who he is, what he's done, what he's provided for us now in this life, not in the sweet by and by, but now. There's a life that Jesus came. He said, I come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. And that's God's way of doing and being right. So it's, it's living a life of God like God lives. You say, well, can we do this uh, on earth? The answer is yes. That's what Jesus came to give us life. When we get to heaven, you know, you're walking streets of gold and, you know, all this. Now's when you need him in your life, guiding you every day, receiving the things he has provided for you on the cross. And so Peter had this revelation of who Jesus was. He recognized Jesus as the Savior. He recognized Jesus as the anointed one, the Messiah. 
So in order to recognize Jesus as that, you, you have to come to a place in your life where you, feel, where you understand and know that you have a need for a Savior. And He's not just a Savior, He's the Savior. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There's only one way to the Father, it's through Jesus Christ. There's, there's many other uh, gods and religions, but none of them are alive and seated right now in the heavens with our Father and waiting for a glorious bride, except for one Jesus Christ. But there are many in the body of Christ that have replaced Jesus with religious duties and religion. And we've forgotten a place where what he means to us and this revelation of who he is to us, he's, it's personal. Religion, apart from faith, is powerless. The Bible says that it's a form of godliness, but denying its power. Head knowledge is good. People perish without knowledge. But there are many people that need this head knowledge to become rooted in their hearts. So that they understand and have revelation of who Jesus is, that he is the Savior, what he's done for them, what he's provided for them, so that they can live a life of joy and peace and everything that he's provided. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 1 and verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation. For everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For it is the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. It says that this gospel, this good news, that that we needed a Savior. And that God so loved the world... That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life is the good news or is the gospel. That he came to heal the brokenhearted, to, to those that were mourning, that he would give them joy, beauty for ashes, that he would that he would bring us life and life more abundantly. This is the gospel. And the Bible says that. The gospel, it's the power of God to salvation. So in other words, the word goes forth and we hear. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. We hear the good news of the gospel preached. We receive it, believe it. See, I can't save myself. So this, this power is... Something that is God's ability working in us to salvation. It's the power to achieve by implying the Lord's inherent abilities. So it's in His ability, it's in His power that we are saved. So Jesus performed all the works of salvation on the cross and in His resurrection. He did it all. So I can't earn, I can't achieve it, I can't be good enough, I was never good enough, I'm never going to be good enough. It's only by Him and through what He did is the reason why I stand here today alive in Christ. It's only through Him. 
(laughs) So we need a revelation of this gospel. We need a revelation of what he really did. Of the price that he really paid on the cross. The Bible says he was beaten. He was bloodied. He was bruised. He was spit on. He was uh, speared in the side. They, They put thorns, a crown of thorns on his head. The nails in his hands and feet. The price that he paid for yours and my salvation was the ultimate price. So there's no price that I can pay in the natural to make, to do any better than what he already did. He did it. It's my faith in believing in what he did. That causes the power of God to come on the inside of me through my belief that Jesus Christ died and rose from the dead. And I believe that he is my Lord and Savior. And so our head knowledge of all this, without an understanding and a revelation dropping down into our hearts, will only create a false sense of application of that knowledge. The, trans, the uh, Passion Translation says it like this. This gospel unveils a continual revelation of God's righteousness. Amen. A perfect righteousness given to us when we believe. And it moves us from receiving life through faith, watch this, to the power of living by faith. Everything that we receive from God is by faith. That will never change. Our salvation is by faith. In our salvation, the great benefits package. You ever going to get a job? And you're, you're asking, okay, they, they tell you about the job. You're interested. And now we've gotten past. You're interested. They're interested. Now what's the package? That's being offered here. What's the benefits package? Well, there's a 401k. There's a, I remember the first real job that I had. (laughs) I had a salary plus bonuses, plus commissions. I had a laptop. I had a car allowance. I had 401k. I had health benefits, stock options. And all these things. So all these things were part of the benefits package of coming on with this company. Well, in the same way, when you come into the family of God, there's a benefits package that comes with salvation. Do you deserve it? No. You don't deserve it. Is it still available to you? Yes. How do I receive it? By earning it? No. It's by my faith. Through what Jesus Christ did on the cross. We can't forget to preach this. Jesus died on the cross. Jesus rose again. What that means to me is that he's my savior. It's personal. He's personal to me. 
See, church can become something that you do and you forget why you do it. It can become a, a duty. Oh, we've got to go to church. No, you don't, you don't got to go. You get to go. And there's one on the inside of you that, want, that is urging you to go anyway. But when we all gather corporately, in the setting, Pastor Phil talked about that, when we all gather corporately and we bring the anointed one and his presence who's on the inside of us into a place of worship, special things happen. But I want to put this warning out there. Yes, it's been prophesied that there will be miracles. And yes, that, that will be awesome to see. And I'm believing for them. But don't become bored with the Word of God. Amen. To say that we're seeking all these great things and running here and there when the Word of God is Jesus. John chapter 1. He was the Word. The Word was with Him. The Word was Him. This is the Word. As the Word is going forth, this is Jesus. The message says, It's news I'm most proud to proclaim, this extraordinary message of God's powerful plan to rescue everyone who trusts Him. I needed rescuing. Yeah, me too. There's one honest person in here. <laughs> I needed rescuing. See, religion wants to look good on the outside, but on the inside you're a mess. But Jesus wants to come in and transform your inside that will change your outside. God's way of putting people right shows up in the acts of faith, confirming what Scripture has said all along. The person in right standing before God by trusting Him really lives. That's living, folks. Listen, you hear people talk about the good old days. Oh yeah, the good old days. Listen, if, if God, if Jesus rescued you from those days, they couldn't have been that good. Mary had the same revelation. It was personal to Mary. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 46, I want you to see this. Verse 1, or, or Luke 1, verse 46. And Mary said, Now, this is after uh, the angel had appeared to her and told her you'd have a son. And, Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. This was personal. A personal revelation of a Savior. Now I looked up this word Savior. The, the Greek word is Forgive me if I mispronounce this, Soter, Soter. You probably don't know the pronunciation either. There's probably a couple people in here that do. 
But that word means the Savior who saves believers from the power of sin and delivers them into his provisions and safety. So Jesus doesn't just save us from something, but he saves us to something. You'd ask many people, well, well, how do you know, what do you, about Jesus, your Savior, what did he, why is he your Savior? Because he saved me from my sins. Well, that's, that's right and that's true to a point, but what did he save you to? He saved you from these things. But what did he save you to? It means that we are saved, rescued, and delivered out of something and into something. We are delivered out and to. Turn to somebody and say, you're delivered out and to. Moses was a type and foreshadow of a deliverer. Where God sent him in to get his people out of Egypt and to the promised land. Wasn't that right? He had promised the land, land of Canaan. So Moses went to rescue them out of what were, they, what were they in? Bondage. God says, I've heard the cries of my people. They were in bondage to the Egyptians. They were in, they were in chains. However, it wasn't that, you know, their life was a wreck. I mean, when they got out, they complained. And they said, did you bring us out here to kill us? I mean, back, in, back where we came from, we at least got meat. So why is it human nature that when we're brought out, there's something that looks back and says, oh, you know, maybe it wasn't so bad back there. You know, we, the Israelites did it. We got fed meat there. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good this morning. So the word rescue means to save, deliver from danger. Deliver from confinement or imprisonment. To, to save or deliver from difficulty or evil. Look, at, look with me in Psalm chapter 40. Verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord. I waited patiently for the Lord. Well, we could stop right there, but I'll move on. And he inclined to me, and he heard my cry. Do you know that he hears your cries? He hears your prayers. Every prayer. God hasn't turned a deaf ear toward you. He hears your prayers. He hears your cries. He already knows what you have need of before you even ask. See, that's my God. He also, verse 2, brought me up out of a horrible pit. Out of the miry clay 
And watch. He set my feet upon a rock. So he doesn't just bring us out and leave us there. He puts us a place. He set my feet on a rock. And so now he's put a new song in my mouth. So there's a, there's a new song in me because the victorious one lives on the inside of me. The one who overcame it all, death, hell, and the grave, lives on the inside of me. So I've got a new song in my mouth. I'm not, I'm not singing, uh, nobody knows the trouble I've seen anymore. Nobody knows my sorrow. He pulled you out of the self-pity pit. You were the only one there anyway. Nobody else wanted to come to your pity party. (laughs) Praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and put our trust in the Lord. Psalm 107. Look at this one. Verse 6. Actually, I'm going to read this out of the the Passion Translation. Psalm 107, verse 6. Then we cried out, Lord, help us, rescue us. And he did. He led us right into a place of safety and abundance, a suitable city to dwell in. So lift your hands. And thank God for His marvelous kindness and for all His miracles of mercy for those He loves. Let's just thank Him right now. Lord, we just thank You. Lord, we thank You. We thank You that You rescued us, that You heard our cry. How He satisfies the souls of the thirsty ones and fills the hungry with goodness. Some of us once sat in darkness, living in the dark shadows of death. See, we ought to be telling these testimonies. I said we ought to be telling these testimonies. There's been times in my life where I've sat in darkness. There's been times in my life where I didn't have it all together. There's been times in my life where I didn't look so pretty. And I came to the altar and I cried and snot flew everywhere. And my face was a mess. It's swollen from tears. But it's my acknowledgement of I need a Savior. And I depend on Him and I rely on Him and I trust in Him. And He's my everything. Some of us once sat in darkness, living in the dark shadows of death. We were prisoners to our own pain, chained to our regrets. For we rebelled against God's word and rejected the wise counsel of the Most High God. So He humbled us through circumstances, watching us as we stumbled, with no one there to pick us back up. Our own pain became our punishment. Then we cried out, Lord, help us. Rescue us. And you know what? He did. His light broke through the darkness and he led us out in freedom. So he led us out of darkness and into freedom.
from death's dark shadow and snapped every one of our chains. So lift your hands and give thanks to God for His marvelous kindness and for His miracles of mercy for those He loves. Hallelujah. Father, we thank You that You broke our chains. Lord, we were once bound. We were in a dark place. But your light broke through that darkness, Father. And you brought us out of darkness and into freedom. And we thank you for it today. Hallelujah. For he smashed through heavy prison doors. And he shattered the steel bars that held us back just to set us free. Some of us were such fools bringing on ourselves sorrow and suffering. See, it's not always a lot of people want to blame God for what happens. Other people want to blame the devil. But sometimes we bring stuff on ourselves. (laughs) Bringing on ourselves sorrow and suffering all because of our sins. Sick and feeble. Unable to stand the sight of food, we drew near to the gates of death. But then we cried out, Lord, help us. Rescue us. And you know what? He did. God spoke the words, be healed. And we were healed. Delivered from death's door. So, Lift your hands and give thanks to God for His marvelous kindness and for His miracles of mercy for those He loves. Father, we thank You. Lord, that You said, be healed, and we were healed. Lord, that You, that you shed Your blood, and by Your stripes we are healed. In Jesus' name, we thank You for it, Father. So He took us out of condemnation. Into conviction. He took us out of darkness to light. He took us out of brokenness to wholesomeness. He took us from depression to joy. He took us from despair to hope. He took us from hate to love. He took us from turmoil to peace. He took us from sickness to health. He took us from being captive to being free. I am free today. I am free. I'm no longer bound. I am free. He took us from mourning to comfort. He took us from prison to freedom. He took us from ashes to beauty. He took us from poor to prosperous. That's what Jesus did for me. And he's personal to me. And he's my Savior. Who is he to you? Is he your Savior this morning? Has he done these things for you? David prayed, Lord... Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your way. May I submit to you the reason why the body of Christ aren't going out and getting people saved is because they don't remember the joy that salvation brought to them when they were brought out of a horrible pit, when they came out of darkness to light. We've forgotten, some of us, what God did for us in our life, how He transformed us, how I was suffering with all this turmoil on the inside of it, but He brought peace in my life. There's now joy where there used to be anger. There's now joy where there used to be depression. Sometimes we forget, and so we complain. 
in the bitterness of our soul. And the Israelites did that when they went out. They complained, they complained. It says they forgot the works that he did. Now, I'm not saying you go back and remember every horrible thing you did. (laughs) God's thrown as far as the east is from the west. If you've confessed and repented that to him, the blood of Jesus has covered or cleansed you from all unrighteousness and washed your sins away. But sometimes we have to take a look back of where he brought us. So that we can declare his goodness. In the land of the living. Any living folks here today? (laughs) Is there anybody in here that could testify of what God has done in their life? Isaiah chapter 61. So I think what better day as we remember our nation's independence or our nation's freedom to also remember our spiritual freedom, to also remember how Jesus Christ has changed us and redeemed us and set us free and brought us out and broken the chains of death, hell, and the grave. You say, well... I still struggle with things. And I still, I'm, I, I'm still bound. No, you're not still bound. That's a lie of the enemy, that you're still bound. And he wants to whisper in your ear, you're bound, you're bound. No, you're not bound. By faith, remember it's by faith in what Jesus did that he broke these things off your life. Amen. Isaiah 61, you there yet? Verse 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. See, it's personal. For he has clothed me with garments of salvation. This word garment means like a robe or a mantle that God has put on you. He's clothed you with a garment of salvation and covered you with a robe of righteousness. Well, you say, well, I don't feel righteous. Well, it ain't about how you feel, sugar. It's about your faith in what Jesus did. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels, for as the earth brings forth its bud, as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Do you understand? Do you know? Do you have revelation of how deep, how wide, And how great His love is for you. He loves us so much. And the message of the gospel is that God so 
the world that he gave Jesus. The world needed it. The world needed a Savior. Sin had entered in. God had made everything and it was good. If God says it's good, it's good. But the curse was now in operation because of sin. And he saw the man, couldn't find one. And he so loved that he gave Jesus. Sometimes I think... Lord, you ever ask God this? <laughs> Why are you so good to me? Because yeah. he's so loved. And he loves the one who is love. It's not our conditional love. You know, it's an unconditional love. You know why God is merciful? The Bible says he's merciful because of his great love. So we get mercy when we deserve to be punished. We get grace that helps us live godly. We get joy. We get peace. Prosperity, health, wholeness. When he said to that woman with the issue of blood, your faith has made you whole. That's the same word, sozo, which means that wholeness came to her. All those years, all that mental anguish, all those doctors she had seen, But now Jesus, with one touch, (laughs) made her whole. Just like that. Salvation is such a powerful, powerful thing. Yeah, I'm going to heaven. Yeah, I'm saved from hell. But the one who paid for it has chosen to live on the inside of you and me. Isn't that something? Wow. (laughs) We'll live with him forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. But now in this life, he wants you to have the very best life that he has for you. Far above anything that you could ask or think. That's what he wants. Will you receive it by faith? Will you believe for it? Will you take hold of his promises? You know, faith is aggressive. People get confused and mixed up with the works of salvation. Jesus took care of the works of salvation. But there are works of faith and that's our part. Faith has works. That's our part. So Galatians 5 chapter 1 says, Stand fast.
Therefore, in the liberty or the freedom which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So apparently this is part of human nature to want to revert back like the Israelites did. Listen, there was nothing in the horrible pit that he brought you out of that's worth going back to. And so people's lack of recognition of needing a Savior every day in their life has caused them to turn back to things that they don't need in their life. That Jesus Christ Himself paid a big price to rescue them out of. Oh yeah, remember the good old days, you know. Yeah, I drank so much that I couldn't even I couldn't even remember how many I drank. I, I was always amazed when people bragged about that, how they couldn't remember anything else, but they always remembered how many they had. <laughs> and those were the good old days. Like, like when, you were, when you were hovered over the toilet, puking your guts out, did we forget about that? My son was just having a conversation with somebody because... Uh, this, this Olympian just got, um, I don't know, I didn't read the story, but suspended for marijuana. And so he said, you know, that, that's basically he was saying that's the rules, be better. Well, then, then this person starts attacking him through social media and was saying, you know, how... Marijuana, you know, it's, it's grown, it's natural, it's natural, you know, and it helps with pain and, and you know, listen to all the things about it. And, and so are we replacing Jesus with the high we gets or are we replacing Jesus with the buzz of wine? I need wine, I need a little wine to help me get to sleep. So is wine now your savior? It was for freedom that Christ set us free. So therefore keep standing firm and do, do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. People said to me, would you get religion? No, no. I got something way better than religion. It's not about Religion. It's about how he loved me. Therefore, I love him. Because he loved me. What he did for me. What he continues to do for me. Every day, you can see his goodness. Every day. He's displaying his goodness. There's a, there's a person he sends. There's, I just got a mail, piece of mail, and it came from a bank that I used to bank with. And it was dated, uh, this, this was a correspondence from an action from 2017 that apparently 
They owe me $2,570 that I never claimed. So if you'll fill out this form and sign the bottom and send it in, we'll be glad to send your check to you. Good things happen to me all the time. Or Robert used to say, good things are going to happen to you today. So these are the kind of things that we see that God does every day. See, he doesn't, I don't know what that was. If, if I had a cashier's check that I never cashed, who cares? $2,570 is coming my way. What shall I do with it? I don't know. We'll have fun trying to figure that one out. God's displaying his goodness every day. Every day. There's, there is nothing back there anymore. Remember Lot's wife. There's something to be said about when Jesus said, He who endures to the end shall be saved. Jesus said, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith? In the earth, you can look around and see all the things that are going on, and it can get on you. It can cause you to become hopeless and, and in despair and discouraged. But, folks, press into the one that's on the inside of you, press into the one that has provided salvation for you, press in and look up to the heavens because our redemption draws near. Hallelujah. <laughs> Father, I thank you for every person here today. Lord, thank you for reminding. Lord, I know this was so simple. But thank you for reminding us of who you are. What you've done in our life. Lord, we choose to be thankful. We are thankful. Lord, we're thankful, not complainers. We're thankful, not unthankful. See, complaining is a lack of faith. But David said, I believe I will see the goodness of God. And, and if, you're, if you're willing to wait for it, if you're willing to wait and not give up, it will manifest in your life. Your healing will manifest in your life. It's already been provided for. He's already done it. The work has already been done. Prosperity will manifest in your life. That dream will manifest in your life. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't become discouraged. Have faith in God. So, Father, we rejoice today in the work, we rejoice in the freedom. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to ask this question today. If you don't know Jesus, if if you've never made Him Lord of your life, He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. A person said, "How, how can I enter the kingdom of heaven? Jesus said, you must be born again. If you've never done that before in your life, 
Will you slip up your hand today? You want to make Jesus Lord of your life today? You say, well, I'm not as close to him as I used to be. And I want to get back to that place. I'm not going to ask you to come down front. This is a private thing. Between you, me, and God, you're acknowledging it to God. You say, I want to get back to that place, to, to the joy of salvation. Would you slip up your hand? Thank you, thank you. Anyone else? You put your hands down. Thank you, Father. Lord, the scripture comes to mind that he who began a good work in us, that you're faithful to complete it. That you're the author and the finisher of our faith. And Father, I thank you, Lord, that you will be faithful to complete the work that you started in everyone's life here today. Would you stand?